0: And now, back to this podcast that has a lot to say about the media and the press society, What's Good. Hi, guys. Welcome back, or welcome, to our second episode of What's Good, a podcast examining what's good in today's society via media and pop culture. I'm Jose, media junkie extraordinaire and flight attendant, joined with... My good friend and co-host Nina, what's good?
1: Hey, this is Nina. Welcome back, or if it's your first time, welcome to our podcast. What's good? Um, like I said, I'm Nina. Also, media junkie, super into music, tech, etc. So, thanks for joining us here on our podcast. Um, the so to this week, our main topic. Well, everyone has been talking about the Rihanna album, obviously.
0: Obviously. Yes. Um, released just this past week <laughs> and yeah. highly anticipated eighth album. <laughs>
1: yes. Was it a surprise release or did people know it was coming out yeah. that day?
0: Well, are any albums that are released without an official date surprise anymore? I think that most albums are being released without a set date anymore, because um, otherwise it sounds like people try to... I mean, people are always trying to download it before it comes yeah. out illegally. But I think that big studio albums, you know, Rihanna, Drake, and obviously Beyonce starting this sort of trend, um, I think that I, most big studio and highly anticipated albums without an official date Mm-hmm.
1: yeah and there was like a whole i don't even know this was a thing i read it later title was like oops we accidentally leaked it two hours before and i was like I, we've been waiting for this forever like nobody was sitting there at midnight really like two hours Wait. before it wasn't a big deal um, right and, and-
0: I mean, personally, I was just over-waiting for Rihanna's album. It's been about a year that I've been like, okay, she's been in the press, she's been doing photo shoots, she's been doing interviews, there's so much attention going on. I I know that we're on the brink of her new album, and then like the past couple of months, there's been a lot of... Um, stuff coming in about the album, but then still nothing, so... And then when Bitch Better Have My Money came out, I thought, okay, it's only a matter of time, but you know, six months later, (laughs) here we are.
1: Yeah, it kind of dropped off my radar, personally, but, I mean, it came out, of course, I was having to follow up on that and download it and listen to it, so it was a free download, um, which is noteworthy, and then... Beyond that, the only way to listen to it was on Tidal, which was kind of genius for Tidal. Um, it right. makes sense considering that Rihanna is part owner. So,
0: Who are the owners of Tidal? It's Nicki Minaj, Rihanna,
1: Jay-Z, Beyonce, Kanye, Daft Punk, Jack White, Madonna, Arcade Fire, Alicia Keys, Usher, Chris Martin from Coldplay, Calvin Harris, Dead Mouse Jason Aldean and J. Cole.
0: <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Um, that's a pretty lame um, CEO list. <laughs> 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 um, so, okay. Well, it's, it was genius for title, but I mean, first, okay, before we get into the title thing, let's just quickly review her mm-hmm. album. Um, did you get a chance to listen to the whole thing?
1: I did. Um, I don't. I mean there wasn't anything that's i only listened to it once honestly and there wasn't anything that i was like oh my god like stop the press um, serious
0: okay i had i had some moments like that um <laughs> yeah. listening to it
1: <laughs> um yeah i know you were really into it so yeah maybe you should share what your opinions on it are because well we... i'll
0: start i'll start with the story, with the really short story of how difficult it was for me to listen to and this is also kind of jumping back into title mm-hmm. and i don't know why this happened to me but i was signing up for title and i was getting the free 60-day trial that came with the anti-album download and no matter how hard i tried no matter what platform i was using phone laptop ipad i wasn't able to log into title and i never really like cared to email them about it or anything and then also um, I even tried doing the password recovery and every time I would do it it says that this account already exists and I tried even using this podcast email mm-hmm. and it just still wasn't working for me for some reason so I gave up I didn't listen to it for about like four days after it came out um, and I was with my friend and she was able to log in and download it right away over really crappy wifi but then <laughs> When we were on the road and we were driving up uh the coast from Mexico up to California, mm-hmm. that's when we listened to it. And in the car we had such a difficult experience. We my my dad's car's auxiliary like input is so like messed up. We weren't able to get that to work. So then I connected my Bluetooth speaker to <laughs> my friend's yeah. phone who had the album to listen to in the car and then my then we thought my Bluetooth speaker died. <laughs> so then we like didn't listen to it for a little bit and then my friend was like, "Oh, hey, it's still on. It this, the Bluetooth got disconnected." So it like it took us about thirty minutes to listen to the first song until we finally got it all figured out but anyway, besides that and those complications, after we got it going, I was so excited and at first, I was a little bit weary of the album, not weary but not totally impressed i I was not I'm not the biggest fan of like trap sounding songs, and uh, I was for a second there thinking this whole thing was going to be a trap album, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Like it has, um, I mean, there's a definitely a big audience that loves that would like that. And also Rihanna is the biggest female rapper, I would say now. Uh, so, and like she, she's, she's trying, or she is an equivalent to any other big rappers out there right now, like Jay-Z and Kanye, you know, with her, mob and her squad and you know she has her bad girl presence and that's super awesome uh but then i really like the way it transitioned to some of her ballads and the cover that she did of team impala was so 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 good it was just for me i would say i have to give it like a couple more listens Mm -hmm. loud is forever my favorite rihanna album but i'm pretty sure this is a close second and especially the there's one song that's like a duop. i I shouldn't have had the track list up, but um they the like the doo-wop song about like love like I don't know she her voice has gotten so much better. we all decided since she first started, and uh-huh. we really liked just like the slow songs, and I don't even like ballads too much either, so like this was a recipe this album was a recipe of songs of. The styles I didn't really like, so I shouldn't have liked this album. Possibly, I like it because it's Rihanna, but I also am just super excited about how it all turned out. To be honest,
1: yeah. And actually, the end of the album—I mean, I like the beginning. I like the song with Drake. I honestly just need to give it another listen because I really never have an opinion about anything after a first listen. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I was listening to the end of it. I was, like, in my car eating Dairy Queen, and that song (laughs) that you were talking about came on, like, the duop ballad, and I was like, wow, I'm so impressed.
0: that was so good. And also in the deluxe version, did you listen to the very last song, Sex With Me?
1: I think I did.
0: It's, I mean, (laughs) okay, so it was, another thing that was kind of funny is, like, every a uh, track that would come up. Uh, my friend Tessa would say, all right, this one's called Desperado. And then <laughs> the, the, the track would start. And two seconds later, she'd be like, Desperado. <laughs> <laughs> and like repeat exactly what the track was called. So in a way, I kind of I kind of felt like it was a Carly Rae album meets Alana Del Rey album meets Rihanna. And there was just like, Im- like a lot of um, influences of pop, Mm -hmm. and sadness, dreariness, and then, of course, rap. But at the same time, I don't consider this a pop album in in some ways. Mm -hmm. I do because it's a variety of different songs, and it's going to be top 40, but I also don't just because it's kind of like trolling us like Lana and Carly have in the past.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I understand. I remember listening to it and thinking – Oh, this is what I was sitting there thinking to myself, ooh, pop music is really just all popular genres coming together. And I was like thinking (laughs) this in my head listening to that album. But I also understand what you mean.
0: (laughs) Well, that's kind of, yeah, that's pretty much, that's in a nutshell what I'm trying to say. Uh But yeah, that last song, Sex With Me, was, well, it was, we were all like, yes, Rihanna, we will have sex with you. And we were also <laughs> thinking, like, what if our grandparents, like, p- bought this CD and, like, put the song on, and then, like, that was the first one that came on to the first Rihanna song they listened to, like, or people in the 50s or something, they would be on the... They would have, a, like, a panic attack thinking about, like, where our youth is heading. And <laughs> I really... I, that was just really exciting to me, but anyway.
1: um, And also so bringing up the title thing again, she's part owner, blah, blah, blah. Um, title sent an email out, I think like two days after it came out and said that they had jumped from number 147 in the app store to number 13 in less than 48 hours. Um, which makes sense. Like when I was first downloading it, I was like, wow, title is really smart. It's the only place I can get it. And I was downloading the title app, which I hadn't cared about since, I don't know, a year or however long it's been. Um, yeah, so it was definitely really smart on their end. And I could hear, I mean, their big thing is supposedly um, better sound quality, but really you're, we're all on our iPhones anyway, so it's not going to be great. So right. I don't know that it really matters. And I did hear a bit of a difference. I was listening to like Grimes on Tidal versus Spotify, and I did hear a bit of a difference, and I heard some details that I didn't hear before. But then, but was
0: that was that because of your the technology you were using to listen to it, or you actually found that there was more depth?
1: No, I found that there was more depth. Like I went back and forth. It was connected to my car. I went back and forth. Spotify I listened to a song title. Listened mm-hmm. to that same song um, right in a row. And yeah, there's definitely some things that I heard more depth, like you said. But then I was trying to listen to the full album on Tidal, and it was just too much. I mean, especially for being in my car, and I could hear, I mean, not everything, obviously, but things were just kind of filtered differently, like the bass and vocals weren't necessarily always the most present, and it was just too much like entering my ears, and it was overwhelming me. So even though I could hear more, I actually like closed it and went back to Spotify, because it was just stressing me out, like, <laughs> hearing too much. The um, quality was yeah. too good. Yeah, and especially for just, like, driving in my car, like, casual listening. I'm not, like, on the couch, like, I need great quality because I'm on my freaking phone, honestly. And, um, yeah. Well, so. how, does
0: an, how does an app release a higher quality song? Uh, I mean, doesn't that, isn't that really based upon streaming the technology you're listening it
1: uh, yeah, to um,
0: the West I mean.
1: Yeah, I mean, their bass, I don't remember exactly because it's been so long and they kind of fell off the radar and this brought them back, but um yeah. they're, it's like the songs that they keep in their library are like a higher sample rate than the ones that Spotify automatically has queued up. So I see. Yeah, they just, like, basically the tracks that they have have more Information in them, I guess that Spotify compresses.
0: I well then, prior to this, prior to title, what was the highest quality listening experience besides live?
1: Um, I mean, it's still like final thousand dollar record player and amplifier and headphones. Um, I mean, this is obviously never going to compare to something like that, like completely analog instead of digital. Um, But also when Tidal first, like I was, so back then when this whole Tidal thing started, I was um, writing for a music website, so I was really following it. And I was following Tidal before Jay-Z even bought it. Um, And yeah, I tried it out because... On the web version, they recommend you listen with Chrome because there's some kind of plug-in so it sounds better. Um so okay. I did I plugged my computer like into a pretty nice speaker with a direct auxiliary connection. Um and I tested title out versus Spotify and then at some things, well not just Spotify, but also I think Apple Music, like when it came out, I tried that as well. And I did hear some differences um but that was only like I had it plugged into a nice speaker when I would switch over to my headphones I really didn't hear any difference at all and it was honestly more of a pain to load Tidal up in my web browser instead of popping up in the app so I just stopped Um, yeah
0: and it's been kind of complicated so logistically what does Tidal do is it a streaming service like Spotify and also how much does it cost
1: um, I think it costs about the same amount. I don't know that they're even pushing the high quality anymore. I think they tried and no one really cared. And now it's more of exclusives and they have all these videos, music videos. Um, yeah, so I think they're more trying to be hip now. I don't even know if they're focused on that um, audio quality anymore. But at the beginning, that was a big thing that they were trying to push. Um, And actually, I'm reading right now. So there's Tidal Premium, which is like the default. If you're listening to Tidal, it's default premium, yeah. Um, which is, I think, equivalent to Spotify's, because you know you can, on Spotify, listen to like normal or high quality. Um, Yeah. yeah, Yes, I think their premium is equivalent to Spotify's high quality. And then they have Title Hi Fi, which is an extra fee. I don't know how much. It's a couple dollars more a month, I think. And that is lossless CD quality. So it's a f- FLAC file. Um, so it's basically what you would find on a audio CD, which is better than MP3s. Um, but I mean, the fact that you're A, streaming it over the internet and then on your little phone, and then your little phone's crappy aux plug-in and your crappy aux (laughs) uh, cable and then however you're getting it to listen to your car which is not built for great audio like it doesn't even matter at that point
0: no it doesn't it gets so diluted throughout the whole process
1: yeah yeah so i think now they're mostly just trying to be like oh we're cool we have real
0: i think they're also trying to be exclusive which comes with trying to be cool i guess yeah yeah, I'm looking at their website now, and really the only thing that they're pushing on the main page is an Usher debut experience, obvious, and then there's a dozen Rihanna things, yeah. and, and then their videos and stuff too. I mean, the video thing that they have going with them, they ha- the ability to stream music videos, and I'm assuming ad-free, once you sign up for yes. it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: exclusively it gives them a one-up on Vivo, which and Spotify, because Spotify and Apple music do not have videos, but yes. as a streaming service though you I rarely use I never use Spotify on my computer, and I have Spotify on my TV and mm-hmm. uh, the via my PlayStation, but I don't want to be like flipping through apps, and so if they had like a strong I guess, do they have an Apple TV app, or...?
1: Um, No, but Spotify doesn't even have an Apple TV app.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. You have to use the um, TV Airplay, right?
1: Yeah, that's what I have to do. Um, But, I mean, as far as... Like, I don't think people are like, ooh, the new music video, I need to go to Tidal to check it out. Um, But I remember when the Rihanna videos for... What was that song? American...
0: American Oxygen.
1: Yeah, and then right after that, Bitch Better Have My Money. The oh, and also that Beyonce Nicki Minaj one. They first
0: yeah feeling myself. Yeah, yeah.
1: They all came out on title first, and they were on YouTube, but it was like crappy rips of it. So I did right. have my first like title trial back when all those came out, and I remember. All my friends were trying to find somewhere to watch it, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to log into Tidal and check it out in high quality. Um, See,
0: that's cool, because I had to watch uh, Feeling Myself on Facebook via some, like, 480p, terrible terrible audio. And it was funny, because I had, like, six people over, and we all wanted to watch it. I invited people Uh over to watch it, and this was the best quality I could find without having to sign up for Tidal, because I think... They were still asking for a credit card to sign on, and I wasn't uh-huh. about to do that for one music video. But
1: yeah, yeah, I had the, an extended title trial then because of my job at that point. But yeah, yeah, so I was watching them in 1080p, and I was very pleased. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's good. So I don't know. Um, I guess what the we'll see what the future of title holds. Let's see if they re- if they maintain their I guess, thrown currently on the App Store, and if people are going to sign up Mm -hmm. more and more and and keep their trials, because they are only 30 to 60 day trials right now. Afterwards, they're gonna ask for a credit card, so.
1: And I don't think, I mean, they didn't ask for a credit card for this, so it's easy to say like, oh, we have so many subscribers, but then when that kicks in, everyone's just gonna drop off.
0: Exactly. And not only that, but at this point, I think we have our loyalty to our streaming services. I think for the people who follow music, who've been following music for a couple years now and like more obscure titles and a variety of music, Mm -hmm. people originally went Spotify. And then when Apple Music came out, it seems like there was a demographic that hadn't subscribed to a streaming service. People that were still downloading music from iTunes and uh, I don't know. Nobody buys CDs, but people who essentially weren't streaming, or if some people were even using YouTube as their main streaming service for music. Uh-huh. And so I think that made I think Apple Music made that accessible for that demographic and that majority. But those of us who were already loyal to Spotify maintained our Spotify memberships, uh-huh. didn't really switch to Apple Music, and now that title's in the picture. I think people are going to maintain their streaming service loyalty.
1: Yeah, and actually I was checking right now to see where it falls on the app store, and I'm pretty sure I looked through the top free apps, and it's not even in the top, like, 145 anymore. It only lists you up to 145. So I guess if it used to be 147, it wouldn't have been on that chart anyway. So it looks like... It only went to 13 for that day because everyone needed that Rihanna album. Right. Um, so, I mean, I guess we can expect them to start doing more things like that in the future. and Yeah.
0: And as of now, too, the Rihanna album is on iTunes as well, so there are mm-hmm. people downloading it there, too, and buying and actually paying for it, which there is still a niche for that. And obviously musicians need to be paid in one way or another. So
1: Yeah. Um, and also... Okay, well, this is unrelated now, but I was scrolling through the app store looking for title, and um, I see that Uber updated yesterday, and they have a new logo. <laughs> like,
0: oh, what? actually, yeah, I, I did update my Uber yesterday, uh, now that you mention it.
1: Okay, so I'm going to have to think about this logo. Maybe we will talk about it next time, but I'm currently, like, processing this completely Oh, wait, no, logo. let's talk
0: about this now, yeah? because it looks like... It's a circle on a hexagon with like a a square spoon. It doesn't even <laughs> resemble a, a U or it's a like car.
1: A, it's like a sideways U, I think, is what it's supposed to be. But also,
0: it also looks like an earbud, like going into someone's ear.
1: Um, or a letter C, backwards letter C. Um, yeah. But I think maybe what they're trying to evoke is so they have like the little weird hexagony things on the back yeah. um so and then that circle with the square so i think what they're trying to evoke is like the back being the map and then the circle and the square being where you are and clicking to call a vehicle oh, to see. your location but
0: yeah because we are little circles on maps and gen like whenever we use a an app or a map service yeah, and then and then I guess yeah, that's like our our route going into the map. I don't like it.
1: <laughs> and I guess <laughs> as of now, I guess before their last logo, the U had those like squares on it. Um, so it's still bringing in that. I don't have an opinion yet. It looks like a C. It's just like a circle and a square. It's not very distinctive. Um... It's
0: it's too designed, in my opinion. It's. Mm-hmm. A pre- it's pretty i don't think people are going to those people who don't use who who don't just type for uber and search it because mm-hmm. they don't have a million apps like i do um they're not gonna be able to find uber anymore on their phone just by looking for it
1: yeah i was like what is that <laughs> What does that even stand for? Like, um, I'm deleting
0: this app. I don't even know what this is anymore.
1: What is this spam? What um, is this
0: spam? <laughs> um, yes. It's like the YouTube album all over again. It's forcing it upon me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. Okay, so I guess yeah, Uber rebranded, and that was the news yesterday. Um.
0: That is okay. interesting. Well, all right. Uh, oh, speaking about apps, let's go into the yeah, app and that we real were... quick as we're. Yeah.
1: Switching, it says, the colors and patterns will vary from country to country. Red in China, turquoise in India, dark teal in the United States. Interesting. interesting. Okay.
0: Well, as a flight attendant, I'm sure. Wait, so uh, so am I going to have to download Uber Thailand, Uber Brazil, Uber? Or are they just going to change colors? Because I hope it, um, I don't know. I think That's it's just based on
1: that. the localization of where you first downloaded it, what I assume. But I don't well,
0: know. That's kind of a weird thing. It I mean, shouldn't it be universal?
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess that is weird. Interesting, but weird.
0: I mean it's like a passport. Like you can kinda of tell where people are, are from when you look at the color of their passport. If it's red, it's <laughs> like, most likely Asia or Europe. Like now, give me your phone, now...
1: I'm gonna check your Uber badge.
0: <laughs> Let me check your citizenship. Like
1: <laughs> <laughs> So I guess oh we'll have to do more research on that. That's That's interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. so that okay. other app that we were
0: um, we going to re- kind of review today, um, yeah, it's called... Hyperspective.
1: Yeah, it's a VR, well, video app, basically, and it's like another photo app with all these crazy filters, but this is like super crazy, like there's a lot going on, like there's filters where it'll separate out the RGB, um, and you can, in real time, like play around with it and move it around. Right. I think it's, I've just been tapping on, there's a spot to do random filters, um, and it'll just change random settings. So I mostly go through that and see what it pops up. But what were your thoughts on the app?
0: My thoughts? Okay, so from a visual perspective, I will I would describe it as that as a few things, but because it, it does actually do a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was impressed with every filter. And then it's sort of like the Instagram app where you the Instagram picture editor where you tap on contrast and then you're able to change the level of it. And mm-hmm. so on this one you tap on a filter and then you uh, hold it down and then you're able to increase the RGB rotate, the saturation the 3d in real time, which is really cool. But essentially you get this sort of visual that reminds me a lot of the Lady Tragic Club King video uh-huh. and also reminds me of some Ryan tricartan sort of uh so a lot of his films like especially in popular sky when there's all this like blurry sort of filters going around the characters and i mean it's really cool but do you see yourself using this as something you're going to post on your instagram are you going to film videos on this and post it and post them on your tumblr or something like i'm trying to figure out where i would need this i mean i think Actually now that I'm like I'm playing around with it and I'm on this mirror app and uh uh-huh. I, I can see that I can change like the saturation and get all crazy with it. I think it'd be really cool for filming stuff at shows and posting it yeah, on Instagram. I think
1: that's how they're kind of billing it is like um more <laughs> of the video side of things versus taking cool photos. I mean obviously there's you can take cool photos, so maybe if I was somewhere really pretty and I wanted to try um like I know, our friend Brad is really into photo editing apps. So I could see—I sent this to him. I could see him, like, separating out the RGB of like a cool landmark or something. Um, so that's the way I was thinking of it, instead of doing like crazy designs and.
0: Well, didn't the app originally it originated from musicians? This is an app made by musicians, right?
1: Yeah, it's um, one of the guys in. The, I think it's a trio of electronic musicians called Glitch Mob. They're pretty good, actually. Um, so I think this is headed towards having the ability to do live visuals for shows. Um, yeah, that's
0: exactly what I was going to say yeah. from a musician's perspective. Like, this would be really cool if there were, if people say, okay, I just had this idea. Mm-hmm. So you... Pe- those of us who go to a show, let's say it's Glitch Mob's show, and they have everyone download the hype Perspective app. It would be cool if people could be live filming, like let's mm-hmm. say like they start filming like themselves in the front-facing camera and there's people filming the show and there's people filming the wall and everything and the lights. It'd be cool if like if uh, Glitch Mob would be able to rotate between the people who are live filming it mm-hmm. and projecting the visuals. At the same time
1: so that's definitely possible and reminds me of two things um a there's another app called generator that was i did a similar thing i think the filters on this are a lot cooler um and the branding overall but um so generator was an app that did mostly the same same thing basically and i think it came out like two years ago i was at decibel festival in seattle and they were there as well um and so they were really pushing their app and then they had they had some musicians where they were actually doing the live visuals from the app projecting it onto like this giant screen that was basically like IMAX sized behind um the performers and they were like in le- real time recording the performers putting it through this app and doing the visuals so it's definitely possible um and it also Okay, it reminded me of something else, too. I was going to say the Dan
0: Deacon thing. Yes,
1: that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, Dan Deacon, I mean, all his shows are always crazy, but on one of his tours a couple years ago, he had an app. And if you downloaded the app and opened it up at one of his shows, there was some kind of technology he had that would trigger the app and everyone's phones would like light up in in sync at the same time with colors. And then it would even activate your camera flash and it was in time to the music and it was really crazy. Um, so that was like one of my favorite shows that I've ever been to. So I'd really like to see more things like that happening. Yeah, so.
0: I mean, I really am looking at some of these filters now and if there was a way you could also kind of wave of visuals through all of their media, mm-hmm. media on them and around them, that would create like a total like dish style environment where you're just immersed and you're basically living and breathing your visual environment, which I think would be really awesome and a really cool experience for the show. I could actually see, um, maybe Holly Herndon picking this up mm-hmm. or, um, I mean, they're really, like, any musician could really benefit from this. Maybe not, like, Ingrid Michaelson, but... <laughs> <laughs> that
1: would be hilarious. That would be
0: actually really funny if Ingrid Michaelson did, like, um, kaleidoscope visuals.
1: <laughs> like, trippy-ass visuals in an Ingrid Michaelson concert. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's definitely a lot of possibilities for this. And I'm definitely going to follow up... Um, and find out what they are up to next and where this is heading because I really hope they're going into the space of, and kind of, of live, live, streaming. Yeah. live visuals at shows and stuff. Um,
0: because in truth, as of now, I am having fun playing around with the app, uh-huh. but I don't, I don't see myself publishing anything
1: with yeah. it. I mean,
0: I'm, I mean, I don't, I'm glad I spent three dollars on it because I really just had like a blast just now, like taking weird pictures and stuff.
1: Oh, is it a, uh, uh, two dollars
0: yeah it's it's 2.99 and um I mean it's really a fun like thing to play with Uh but I don't I don't think that I would publish something on it because there's nothing truly original I mean I there's certainly ways you can create original content through Uh it but I I don't I don't think that I can like it's not like a groundbreaking thing which I don't think that was the purpose of it and that's totally fine but that's I mean, that's just, like, my personal thing. I don't think I'm going to publish something using it.
1: Yeah, I think um, if they, yeah, tie it into live shows and have that come together somehow, they could do really well.
0: Right, and then if if I'm doing this thing in real time and it's, like, highly impressing me and if it's, you know, like I said, like, a total submissive environment and – I think it's really cool then i'll publish it but i'm not gonna film my friends like doing something stupid or walking down the street in like a kaleidoscope app like i'd rather you know it's it's not very like vine friendly if does that make sense
1: yeah yeah it makes sense um so yeah i hope to see more from them where that's heading and we'll follow up and we can post we'll post the links to all the things we're talking about in the show notes notes. on our website um What's com, and then we can also post a couple, like, take a couple hyper-perspective shots and put them in the notes as well.
0: Yeah, well, that, yeah, exactly. That's exactly... Uh, I'm not gonna post a selfie I just took because it's really gross. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, we'll take some cool shots and video clips and then we can definitely publish those and see how that... see what you guys think.
1: Awesome. Alright, so... Moving forward, um, we have been, okay, it's almost music festival season is coming, so now is the time to start planning what you're going to be doing um, come summer, spring, so there are four festivals in particular that we've been talking about, and we're trying to decide what to go to.
0: And how to prioritize.
1: Yes. Um, So... Form Festival, Hundred Waters, Arcosanti, we're definitely going to that. We've been breathing about it all year. Yeah. Um, and that is what's well, usually um, in May, like kind of the last weekend, because it's a holiday weekend. But it's also the same weekend as Lightning in a Bottle. And Hundred Waters, it's, Form is their festival, are playing Lightning in a Bottle this year. So... I mean the dates are gonna be announced really soon, but I don't know that it'll be the same weekend.
0: I don't think so because they also are doing Moog Fest in May. Um which uh-huh. is possible to do both, but it doesn't seem I, I think at this time last year we had already submitted our applications. So uh-huh. what are the so for those who don't know what form Arcosanti is, it's or how it works, because it's not like a Coachella or a Tomorrowland, or an Ultra, where you just buy your ticket and attend, like this is truly a creative, immersive experience where uh, individuals have to apply to get into what's essentially a free festival. And it's in northern Arizona, in this beautiful, conceptualized, architectural community uh, from this architect, I think his name was Giacometti, and he basically made this
1: I think it was Paolo Soleri or something.
0: Oh, I don't know what Giacometti is then. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, he created this uh, land and it really it was inspired. It's what's inspired Tatooine and Star Wars. And it's a really cool setting. It's all outdoors and everyone there is kind of on the same vibe and same page as, as you. And I think that the application process has a lot to do with that. They seem like they really narrow down the people who want to go and not only have a fun time, but also meet others and just sort of live in this like utopian same mentality Mm -hmm. environment. Whereas for instance, our experience at governor's ball after (laughs) Arcosanti last year, going from, you know, a blissful, beautiful cliffside, Arizona outdoor music festival of 500 attendants where we camped on site Mm -hmm. to governor's ball on randalls island in new york city i mean i can't even tell you how
1: it was basically like culture shock (laughs) of like
0: yeah culture shock exactly like to going from that to like seeing like 16 year olds getting taken out on stretchers being shoulder to shoulder next to people having to like pee so bad but like having to also be like trying to get a good view of drake and bjork like it's just like people people... talking
1: over bjork like what are you even doing here Um, i
0: know like and, and she was main stage for a reason and oh
1: and then so many people with like the native american headdresses so many I mean, white people especially, but other people that were not Native American you know, as well.
0: You know what's really funny too is it's not really a music festival, but my friend Mariah went to Burning Man and she said uh-huh. that there was a lot of people in headdresses there too. Oh, and it's no. like, I know. And she was like really disappointed at uh-huh. first as to like being there and attending it. But at the end of the day, she really liked it because she's a builder and mm-hmm. she also likes the no waste aspect of burning man and the pop-up city that it represents it's a really cool philosophy but i mean burning man has those sort of
1: flaws client,
0: flaws and clientele still and you know and that's what you expect at a big music, like music festival still i like guess governor's ball and coachella like they're still branded like that uh-huh. to an extent
1: yeah and Last year, we were like, oh, I'm never coming to Governor's Ball again. This is horrible because there's people like cutting the lines to the bathrooms. Like We're at Zarco Sonti. Everyone is super respectful and not at Governor's Ball at all. Um, but the lineup is so good that we are considering going back after all the hate. After
0: all of the hate. Not only that, too, but we waited about an hour, hour and a half to get on a bus to go to the... Uh, governor's ball and then afterwards when we got there we still had to like walk and it was just so crowded
1: and our friend who took the subway there instead of paying for the bus to go to the island like beat us there by like an hour and she watched Mo while we were sitting there waiting for this bus Um,
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, the other day
1: she was like, oh, Mo was so good. And I'm like, we didn't see Mo. And she's like, yeah, I saw Mo. You were on the bus.
0: (laughs) I know. And we paid an extra $200 to be on this bus, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So lesson learned. Do not take the bus or the ferry. Just take the subway and walk.
0: If you are going to Governor's Ball, my recommendation is get something in Harlem. That way you can just kind of walk across the bridge or take a bus right over and you'll be there soon. We were in Bushwick, Brooklyn, but we also went to the Holly Herndon show at the that weekend. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think which, the night before, was,
1: actually. So we yeah. out. Know, you just need to be like ready. You need to get up early. Um. Yeah, get there early. You can like nap once you get there. But yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> don't dally. I, don't dally is right. We are we're we're such big. Dinguses, we just dally all, all over the world. Yeah. Um.
1: But so this... okay. Go yeah, ahead.
0: the lineup, the lineup. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. So the reason we're considering is Kanye West, The Strokes, Robin, M83, Heim, Churches, Jamie xx, etc. Those are just, I know like, the first they're like
0: the headliners lines. are so good. Miguel, I do of want to see Miguel.
1: Yeah. I, um. <laughs> I would want to see him, too. I would really want to see Miki Snow. And then yeah. Big Grams, which is Big Boy and like new band.
0: Have um, they released stuff? Yeah, they have a, I... You need to okay. check
1: it out. They have a full album out. It's actually very good. <clears throat> and wow. I watched a video of them performing at a festival. <clears throat> and they did this, because like, it's Big Boy from Outcast, So they did... An outcast fanagram mashup they were performing, and it went together so well.
0: Omg! Okay, I'm really excited about that. And they're actually at a lot of the festivals that we're considering to yeah, go to. Yeah, they're doing the so. festival
1: circuit right now. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I,
0: I, I really want to see Holly Miranda too, Gosh, and good. yeah,
1: um, Elliot Sumner. I've been really wanting to see. Um, they used to record as. I think I blame Coco as the other name, and they had a song with Robin. Um, so I'm wondering if they're going to perform with Robin. um okay. Elliot, Sumnet, Elliot Sumner. Elliot is actually Sting's child. And they sound oh. a lot like Sting. I'll have to send you some. I'll uh, use Spotify to send you some
0: tracks. Yeah, send me tracks. Yes. Um. So yeah, this. I think would be worth going to again. I am skeptical only because of our experience last year, but I think if we go into it without expectations, like we did last year, cause last year we were so excited for Charlie XEX and little dragon and
1: Marina and
0: Marina. And we basically missed all of them because of the logistics of even getting there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so I think if we go in there with just, like, hey, like, we have a plan this time, it would be better. And I think that's, like, a general, like, good idea for music festivals. But it's different when you're not on site. It's different one. It's mm-hmm. a huge festival versus a small one.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: now, like, this, this is me rationalizing trying to go back because I'm still sort of traumatized.
1: Yeah, I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, if it just went, like... Early in the morning and then grabbed a hammock and like slept and then just rolled out <laughs> to go see, I don't know, like Holly Miranda or something, because I'm guessing she's going to go on super early and then just yeah. roll back in our hammock. <laughs> then we would be gay, I know but,
0: Yeah, that, that would be the ideal way to do it. But, you know, let's let's see. Let's yeah. see.
1: We're still we're considering some options, other options, which include Moog Fest, which is I think it's going to be more of an. Arcosanti kind of vibe, meets South yeah. South by Southwest is what I'm thinking. Yeah,
0: it's the location is really weird. It's in Durham. Yeah, that's North where Carolina.
1: uh Moog. That's where Moog is based. headquartered at. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but the lineup's amazing. Yeah, their also. lineup is always like very curated like how, um for Marco Santi, really, I mean the lineup is curated with people that are very I mean not only musical, but they bring in other aspects to their music as well, like Holly Herndon's very into visuals and like the effects of technology. So it's similar with Moogfest. Right. Um, they they
0: it seemed like everybody at Arcosanti last year was manipulated sound and uh like not in, in like an unordinary way. Sort of yes. they they had their own tactics uh-huh. to their madness. And everyone there was kind of like really they were almost equally interesting to watch as they were to listen to
1: yes yeah and hundred waters is playing mookfest um as well as who did was it juliana barwick played form yeah last juliana year?
0: barwick performed at arco Santi last year yeah
1: and also Laurel Halo is going to be MOOC Fest. Like
0: Mickey Blanco, that's uh-huh. kind of random but awesome. Um
1: So there's definitely crossover between like uh festivals like Decibel where it's the whole thing is electronic music meets like visual art and kind of I guess how electronics are playing an aspect in how we experience things in concerts and basically very artistic um but not in the like very there's no like barrier to entry i don't think like it's easy to relate to um yeah yeah
0: yeah. and and what was really cool about like the smaller festivals too is there really wasn't a distinction between spectator artist performer it felt like we were all unified Mm -hmm. like even skrillex was there at arcosanti and i just saw like there's a DJ Lance Rock and Yo Gabba Gabba performance oh. at Moog Fest. What is that? <laughs>
1: uh, that show, you know that show Yo Gabba Gabba? <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: it's a kid's show.
1: Yeah, so they have that DJ Lance Rock is the DJ of Yo Gabba Gabba, and they always uh, have really cool yeah. musicians I know
0: they on, had, they, like They MIA, had, like, Daft Punk. Yeah. yeah.
1: So Yo Gabba Gabba is going to be there. Um, Yo.
0: <laughs> 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 That's cool. Okay, oh, see, Moses
1: seventy two. Who is at Forum?
0: He was, uh, yeah, he was at Forum last year. I, I hope that there is also a crossover between Mookfest and Arco. I mean, they're obviously as we already said that, but oh, there's a lot of people on here that I would love to see at that setting as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and so the other festival we've been talking about is the only non-U.S. festival that we've been, I guess, talking about. Um, Secret Solstice in Iceland. Um, so we're kind of hoping to sneak that in as well. Um, yeah,
0: the problem is that these are all yeah. wh- in May and mm-hmm. in June. Um,
1: we have to prioritize.
0: There really is, a, like a you know, we have jobs and lives we have to attend to as well. <laughs> I yeah. wish we could just put off <laughs> uh, our lives and do music festivals all summer. Didn't you do like four last year?
1: Yeah, last year I did... I did Arc of Santi, and then the next week went to Governor's Ball, and then the next week I went to EDC, um, and then you and I went to Decibel in September.
0: That's insane. That's so many, but... So, okay, I was looking at the gallery for, like, pictures of Secret Solstice, and I first I thought, oh, it's going to be, like, a totally, like, mellow, you know, super chill... Uh, festival like Arcosanti and it's massive it's so so big but I think it would be a similar vibe it would mm-hmm. it'd be like it would be kind of Arcosanti-esque in a like ginormous form
1: yeah and I think we would I mean the land is so beautiful so obviously they're going to be playing that up um so you'd be able to kind of like Go off is what I imagine and kind of explore yeah, the land and still hear the performers.
0: Yeah. Right. Maybe that's another thing about GovBall too is that the stages were all pretty close together. You couldn't really leave because it's an island. And you know, this it's nice that this is like an outdoor thing. And another thing too is it, I'm assuming that in order to get this huge of an audience together, like the majority of the people attending are going to have to travel. So Mm -hmm. they're going to be more excited and more respectful than most other crowds where, you know, like the Coachella Uh, Governor's Ball crowd, where you just kind of go because it's around.
1: Yeah, and I was also checking, like, the camping situation, which is actually very affordable here. And um, they have, like, cute little... Market set up with rows and rows of stuff to buy that you'd need, and then it has Wi Fi, and I think it has like nicer bathrooms and stuff that aren't just the basic porta potties. So, I mean, it's definitely you're not going to be like roughing it out in the
0: roughing it <laughs> mud. out in the and in, yeah in the mud in Iceland on a volcano. Well, okay, not only that too, but the first off, the rad- Radiohead is their headliner, which you said you've seen before, and yes. you had a extremely like out-of-body experience watching them and i just like you said the other day like imagine seeing them on a glacier essentially i mean i know that
1: yeah they're having like glacier parties and yeah uh, midnight sunset parties at secret solstice so i mean just seeing them in a cooler environment than inside a stadium would be crazy
0: it would be so crazy. And so there's the glacier party. There's going to be a a hot spring sort of party where, uh, I mean, it's kind of like a pool party, but you're in like a natural hot spring, which sounds amazing. And the whole camping situation also sounds really cool. I am all down for going to Reykjavik and attending this, just because it's something different, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll see if that's feasible but we would definitely like to go but you said that the packages are actually very affordable like it would be yeah. um, similar to the price it would be to go to Governor's Ball actually.
0: Yeah it would because they have p- full packages that include airfare accommodations and transportation that's really hitting all the, the keynotes of getting to the festival oh and the ticket obviously as well but it, I forget I think it was a a hundred and ninety one dollars no it was around I forget how much was it
1: um I don't really know you said it was the like the all inclusive package oh here you said it is. was a equivalent to about six hundred American dollars, I yeah,
0: think. okay, I mean, we essentially did pay six hundred dollars to go to the governor's ball last year,
1: yeah, um, if not more, yeah, and this one has. I mean, add-on parties, which a lot of festivals have now as well, but their add-on parties are like um, the world's only party inside of a glacier, as well as a secret lagoon party in a geothermal pool in Iceland's oldest volcano-powered nature bath.
0: I mean, I would see Mickey Mouse perform there. I don't (laughs) give a shit who's performing. That sounds so cool. I would see
1: Jason Aldean perform there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'd see Jason Mraz. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, like, that sounds awesome, and they have a, like, a boat party that, because it's Iceland, so it's three days, this whole thing will be three days of sun, basically, and then on the third day, I think, when the sun does set, at midnight, they're having a midnight sun boat party, where you go out on the boat to watch the sun touch the horizon after midnight, um...
0: That sounds like I'm about to start crying. I was. So beautiful. I know. See, that's the kind of experience title needs to give us. <laughs> As if we're looking at the sunset in Iceland midsummer.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, marketing tip, evoke that feeling. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes. So yeah, that's basically our the I think the top 4 festivals we're looking at to this summer. They all kind of fall all festivals kind of fall within that that summer bracket. So mm-hmm. um we'll see which ones we end up attending. Obviously, we will keep the podcast informed and review as we attend. So yes. um so yeah. So one of the things that we're going to do to sort of wrap things up with the podcast every episode is every week we're exposed to so much stuff and we really want to uh, highlight some of our favorite things. So every podcast we're going to end it with um, some of our favorite things that we have been exposed to Mm -hmm. media-wise. Nina, what was your favorite thing?
1: So my favorite thing um, of these past, I guess it's been two weeks since we recorded the last podcast, is that Pokemon Super Bowl commercial that's coming out this weekend because it's going to be the Super Bowl. Um, And so like a lot of Super Bowl commercials, um, they've already been released online. I don't know if there's gonna be any changes versus like online versions versus the full Super Bowl versions, but Pokemon basically has a Super Bowl commercial like for Pokemon the brand, which is really cool. um it's yeah. not a specific product. it's just like, hey, Pokemon is here. And <coughs> we
0: exist, and we're <laughs> we're in the mainstream
1: now. Pokemon exists, yeah, um, and so yeah, it's pretty much like likening their the Pokemon brand to other things like running or sports in general, um, which I think really goes along with last time we were talking about how the new Pokemon Go and other things can enter the esports world. And I really hope that, that this means like they're heading in that direction of having it be a real competitive thing because I know that my friends, especially like my roommate and my friend that lives down the block we are really excited for Pokemon Go, like, we are going to form a, I mean, like, an official team. Like, we're already talking about, like, our branding and, like, our outfit, because we train our outfits and how serious we're going to be about this. And I, so if there's, like, an eSports um, opportunity, which I definitely think there is room for that, then, I mean, I would really like to like, we're thinking like if there's competitions, we are full on ready to yeah prepare for that, which I think is really, I mean, it just proves that Pokemon's branding up till now has been really successful because that's how you want people to like feel about your brand, that they're ready to kind of throw themselves into it. Um, yeah.
0: Um, let me just quickly say that Evo 2016, which is a fighting game, competitive sport,
1: uh-huh.
0: uh, huh uh, Tournament is going to have Pokken Tournament, which is a video oh. game that has, it hasn't even come out yet, but it's yeah. essentially going to be a Pokemon fighting game. And then they're also going to have Super Smash Brothers for Wii U, which has Pokemon characters, and Super Smash Brothers Melee.
1: Yes. So. And I finally bought Pokemon X in order to get ready for... Because I need to learn all the new Pokemon. I only know the originals. So I bought Pokemon X so I can play through it and get ready for Pokemon Go and you know, knowing which characters or Pokemon do what. Yeah. Um, And,
0: you know, this is coming from somebody, some, like, we're not, I mean, we're gamers, but we're not, like, the ones who are getting everything on, like, you know, uh first things when it comes out, and then we're, like, collecting every single color of every single Pokemon and collecting several DSs. Like, we're getting, like, we're kind of just kind of, we we collect the things we like, but...
1: Yeah, we're more casual about it.
0: Right. And this is... It seems like they're really heading into, like, a super, like, immersive sort of land and lifestyle. Like, the Poké lifestyle is going to be a thing.
1: Yes. Um, So I'm very excited for that. And shout out to Pokémon, because you got the branding down.
0: Um. They sure did. And... It was also a pretty, like, I guess, inspiring commercial. People were, like, posting it on Facebook and saying, oh, I have tears in my eyes, oh, like, my childhood, oh, my future.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they waited until, like, now we're adults with jobs, with money to spend, and they're like, hey, remember us?
0: Yeah. We still exist,
1: and you should join the Pokemon lifestyle again. And we're all like, okay, (laughs)
0: Yeah, exactly. I definitely, I also just bought Pokemon X, and uh, I even went to the Pokemon Center in Tokyo last week, and I bought a lot of merchandise. I actually, pretty much, I would say 90% of my souvenirs were Pokemon items. Um, So, yeah. Um, Okay, so really quickly before we end, my favorite thing of the week, and I I was exposed to a lot with going to Tokyo and um, just... I've been on the road a lot, so I've basically just been utilizing my phone, and during that, we had one day in a hotel room, me and my two friends, and we were just messing around with Snapchat's face filters, and there's, like, a really ugly one (laughs) that came out that pinches your face in, like, a Peter Pettigrew sort of mousy, (laughs) like, disgusting-looking form that I'm obsessed with. I... Like whenever I'm bored the past week I've been I've been just looking at my face in this filter and cracking up like it gives my it, it gives me like this these really high cheekbones a very narrow blurry nose eyes that look like viper eyes and teeth that are like baby teeth.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've seen this um actually in a few people's stories and then I've even seen people taking it to Vine and just like watching themselves and cracking up.
0: It it's ridiculous. I think this is their best one they've ever made cuz it's definitely the grossest one. Like I I this is like literally the grossest I've ever looked and I love it so much.
1: <laughs> so, good job, Snapchat. Um they've really come yeah, a long oh. way with their filters.
0: They sure have. And can I just mention real quick? I don't see that you have to pay for any of these face filters anymore. It doesn't seem oh, like wow. that was very successful. Mhm. Well, so They have let's... about 10 up and none of them are you have to pay for. They're all they're all featured. They're all new or uh, featured, which you could use. So,
1: so we'll see where they're going to be pulling money in from next.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, we will. I mean, they're, go- they're not going anywhere. People okay. are obsessed with Snapchat, yeah. So, including myself. Anyway, so yeah, that's our second episode. And thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, once again, if you are going to look for us online, you can find us on our website, What's good broadcast. Dot com. You can email us with feedback at what's good at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at what's good show and like us on Facebook at what's good show Nina. If people are trying to find you on the internet, how could they find your personal accounts?
1: Um, the best way would be Twitter or Instagram where it's at nine N I N E underscore u.
0: All right. And my, twitter is at yahweh y-a-h underscore w-a-y or instagram as well anyway that's our show thanks so much for listening bye